0: So I know that we at least try, at least, at least I think, I say I know, remembering from the two times we've done this before, six months ago, um, we at least try to keep the beginning of these mildly spoiler free. I've been waiting to talk about this book for three months. So I'm wait- I'm telling you in advance, dear audience, if you have not read The Maidens by Alex Michelades, and you want to, and you don't want to be spoiled, turn off now, because I'm not remotely going to refrain. I have so many thoughts on this book.
1: I, I probably have similar thoughts uh, to, to discuss because I this. Do not get me wrong. This was this was a really fun read for me. It's like it's 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 kind of in like a genre that I really enjoy, but it is nowhere near as good as *The Silent Patient*
0: oh okay so um hi guys and welcome to another episode of dark waters a literary podcast for dark fiction and those who love to read and write it i'm kirsten here's always with nathan hi everybody and this is one of our book club episodes in which we are discussing the maidens by alex McLadies. and i remember so uh, silent patient was recommended to me by someone who doesn't read a lot um like very rarely reads uh And they were like, I think you'll like this book. And I was like, you're giving me a recommendation? I, Okay. Okay. I'm on board. And the devastation at the end of that book. Like, it was just so, that ending was awful, but so satisfying. Like, I just felt like I need to take a second to breathe and absorb what's happened. But I also just felt so satisfied that that was the ending and even if the building blocks weren't perfect the ending was great and this was uh, someone with better words than me The premise is enticing and the elements irresistible. Alas, The Maidens is not an English version of The Secret History, but an overstuffed melodrama marred by clunky dialogue, breathless one-sentence paragraphs, pseudo-suspenseful chapter endings, and a plot that will try the patience of even readers with a high tolerance for improbability. Astute readers will thrill to some neat cross-references to Nicolady's earlier book, The Silent Patient, had a fiendishly hard to guess twist the one in the maidens could have flown down in a spaceship from another planet thank you sarah lylul from the new york times for explaining that better than i ever could but the ending of the maidens could have flown down in a spaceship from another planet was exactly what i exactly how i felt
1: that's 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 pretty much how i felt too where i was like there were inklings there were things you probably could have like you could have like guessed that where it's like yeah okay like this kind of makes sense like um like the mate so so the so like fosca like the right oh the- sorry we
0: should probably give like a brief overview of the plot okay all right first then. i guess for ma- um, for people who don't so so yeah it, yeah um. It is a story of Mariana who is a therapist um, who goes back to Cambridge, her alma mater to uh, help out her um, niece adopted niece Zoe. Um, this is about 14 months after the death of her husband Sebastian. Anyway, people die on campus and the entire cam- and Zoe and Mariana are like it's definitely Edward, it's definitely Edward, it's definitely Edward, it's definitely Edward, it's definitely Edward. It's definitely Edward. It's definitely Edward. It might be this guy. It's definitely Edward. It's definitely Edward. It's definitely Edward. And you're like, wow, you're pounding this point in real, real fucking hard. Yeah. And then at the end, amazingly, it's not. But it's not anyone else. It could have possibly been. It is the worst setup for a twist ending. Oh,
1: <sighs> yeah. <sighs> anyway, it, like the 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 whole like, I got the sense early on in this story that it's like this is gonna be a bait and switch. Like he's gonna set Edward up so hard as. This like this character that's like you you like you wanna hate him. Like he's he's got like this cult leader vibe. He's clearly like he's charismatic, but in the sketchiest way possible. He's
0: predatory. He is a hundred percent predatory. Oh
1: absolutely. But like th- he sets him up like you wanna hate him. And in doing so, he tips his hands so hard towards like he tips his hands so hard toward a, towards a bait and switch because you can't lean that hard into it. You can't leave your hard into making someone be hated.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I agree. But also there was like a moment where about three quarters of the way through the book, I was like, you know what? At this point, I think it's Edward because at this point he's thinking, he's making us think so much that it's not Edward, that like he wants us to believe so much that it is so that we know that it's not. So maybe it actually is because that would be a real twist, right? Like if it turned out to be Edward, I would have been like, I you know you hit this so hard I didn't think that was the ending you were going to go for that it'd be that obvious but well done you I'm actually surprised like,
1: yeah, oh, it's, I, like, that yeah. Makes sense. it would have made sense but he didn't do that and it's like which which bothered me because like there were so many like there were actually a lot of aspects about this book that I did like I did like like I, I do like the kind of dark academia kind of vibe oh I, yeah yeah like I'm sure I, like, I read The Secret History, uh, the the book that was mentioned in uh, the review you cited. Um, like, I read The Secret History. I enjoyed it. it like, I had one – like, I had a friend that, like, gave me The Secret History and was like, this book will absolutely change your life. And I was like, it didn't, but it was a really, really good read, and it was, like, a really insightful look at kind of, like um, – Things that can go on among like very privileged settings and like very high academic settings and um, like kind of like things that can go on like that can corrupt the human soul, and this book tried to kind of touch on that. Like it tried, like it definitely like Fosca being predatory or the fact that he had like a small clique of female students, um, who like almost worshipped him which was incredibly creepy. But the fact that they were like all from like very uppercross families or it, it seemed that they were all from very uppercross families that have like very strict codes of conduct. Like it was just like, it gave off like the, I think the vibe that Nicholas was going for is that like, these are like the the temple virgins that would be oh, 100%. Seen in like Greek or, or Roman temples. And like, oh, yeah. yeah, that was, that was creepy enough. And it was weird enough to the point where it's just kind of like, this is actually a really kind of fun thing, but like, not fun. This is a really interesting thing to take a look at. And then like aspects of like Greek and Roman. And then like, um, there were also like martyr, like martyrology kind of things that were brought in that was like, they were really interesting to think about, but it was so heavily laden with a plot that was like, what are you doing? Like, why? I think
0: if he just stuck with the kind of the concepts of how do we make these kind of Greek myths parallel within these dark academic settings, but then keeping within the themes of those myths, right? Mm-hmm. So you had the kind of like temple versions thing, you had the Persephone and Hades, you had um, I'm blanking on the most important one, which was Mariana's thing. She was also Persephone with um
1: when Sebastian
0: dies, yeah, it was it was were her, at Persephone's temple.
1: Yeah, it was her. It was her praying to the goddess. Yeah, yeah. Um, which so yeah, no.
0: Number one, I was just gonna say, like, if you'd stuck kind of with those, like, I'm not saying copy them exactly, but if you're playing it up that this murderer is going off of like these themes and these ideas and these myths, then have the murderer playing off of these ideas and these things and these myths because right now it just feels like a weird reverse oedipus or reverse antigone i'm not entirely sure yeah yeah it didn't it didn't work um okay so spoiler alert okay so basically mariana comes to the campus because zoe's like my friend died um And she's like, oh, my God, like, obviously, I just lost Sebastian, whatever. Zoe was always very close to Sebastian. They're not blood related, but um, Zoe was Mariana's niece that they ended up adopting. And she was always like, he took care of her like his own daughter. And listen, I've watched so much Law & Order SVU that I, if anyone was going to see that twist coming, I feel like I should have. Like, I've watched way too much of that show. But um So she gets to campus, and there's like this whole thing with postcards that's never really resolved. And then there's this whole thing with the predatory. Fosca just has like this little like click of pretty rich girls who follow him around and are like the most smart and the most beautiful and the most wealthy and just like, (laughs) and they just like go off in the woods and have definitely don't have orgies and trip on shrooms. That's definitely not, it's all very above board. So Tara dies, and then someone else dies right after they have an argument, quote-unquote, with Fosca as well. Um, so all of this is incredibly pointing towards, oh, by the way, every single person that Mariana meets is in love with her. But she didn't think she was beautiful until Sebastian, because we're not in trope land here at all. So Fosca, who is very aware that she thinks he is a murderer, tries to kiss her, does kiss her, invites her to dinner. Um... Which she accepts for some reason. Yeah. Uh, one of her, she's a group therapist. One of her patients is mildly stalking her. And then, mildly, what's,
1: is, mildly is an understatement. He uh, her.
0: He's, he's stalking her. Yeah. Uh, and then, what was his name? Henry?
1: Yeah, it was Henry.
0: Is like much younger than her, which, like, no judgment, whatever. But he's just like, we're going to get married one day. she's like, ha ha. And then they like start going through the case together because he's psychic, and but not psychic because he's not psychic. He just has these feelings. None of them about Zoe, who it turns out was having an affair with Sebastian, hated uh, Mariana for because she blamed Mariana for um, Sebastian's death and cooked this whole plot up to kill Mariana, to blame it on her to make her go crazy so that she and sebastian could finally be together and this definitely started when she was a child and sebastian never loved her he just wanted her for her money even though the father cut her off but they got married anyway it totally makes sense
1: yeah there was um so so first so first thing like, uh, henry was the stalker not the the young guy who was like oh. trying to marry mariana um but no like uh, yeah whatever um But the the thing about it is is that like he also went kind of he went to pretty extraordinary lengths to make like Sebastian seem like this really, really solid guy. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, by the way, he's like fucking a teenager. Um who is like fucking his his niece. Yeah, fucking his like niece. Again, not blood related, but still
0: Honorary Daughter. Fucking your honorary daughter. Yeah. Like that's still family, still bad.
1: That's that's still all kinds of fucked up. Even um, if she was
0: 18, it would have been bad. But this apparently started when she was like 15. Uh,
1: yeah, so I, if I not younger. Like, I just get like a, a an insane creep vibe out of this. Like, that wasn't necessary. It's like it's one thing if you're it's one thing if it's if it actually is like an element of the story in that like it's something that fundamentally defines a character that they either underwent, like they either had this relationship or they underwent this abuse. Because like some will say there's like Sebastian was abusing her and she's got Stockholm syndrome or it's that like she actually genuinely was in love with him and Sebastian was just a flat out creep. Neither way is fine, but it entirely like impacts how she's viewed as a character. But this was just thrown in there. Just
0: absolutely out of the blue. There was no like she suspects like even though she's seeing the world through rose colored glasses, she's obviously like very sad and blah, 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 blah all of her stories, all of her reminiscing, there's only like one thing in there where it's like her dad didn't like him, but also the entire plot is set up that her and her dad never had a real relationship. Mm-hmm. So why would we think as the reader that her dad having a bad feeling about this guy matters in any way?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just-
0: That's it, the only clue we get. That's before Zoe's even a part of the picture.
1: Yeah, and that's not a clue because a clue clue would point you in like some direction towards having this resolve or like towards like an actual logical conclusion, as opposed to like, that's weird, but also kind of makes sense in like this context, not in this one. Um, And just in so many ways, uh, like it was just so, so frustrating to read that like by the, like when I, so when when I when I when I finished it, I actually because um, my mother loved The Silent Patient. Like it is the only like book that she and I have actually agreed on. Like we both love it. And so uh, she found out that I was reading The Maidens and she said, Well, I love the silent patient, it's by the same guy. Like, would you recommend it? And I'm just kind of like, eh, no, I, I wouldn't. And she was like, Really? And I'm like, yeah, no, it's 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 not as good. Like don't 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 invest your time. Unless you have like an audiobook and you have a very long drive coming ahead of you, do not read this book, Mom. Um
0: I had it on audiobook. Somehow that made it worse.
1: Oh fuck. That's always like that's always worse. Like when it's yeah. So, I just like
0: I literally was just staring at like while they're lo- while it's playing. I just like was looking at my phone being like
1: why no <laughs> no you
0: did <dick. laughs> i was so you, mad
1: <laughs> you greek son of a bitch. <laughs> um
0: so what they so i found another review that again says this a lot better than i could this was on goodreads instead of allowing the maiden society so this is the fosca's the professor's cult um Instead of allowing the maiden society aspect to be a vehicle through which female power, ownership, and sexuality ownership of sexuality and intellect could be used to execute violence and autonomy even the retribution on the men who harmed them he he meaning migladies relegated the society to a bunch of girls love-struck and lusting after a professor instead of making zoe a nuanced complex person whose grief manifested into a cunning manipulative and violent adult he made her a pawn to a dead psychopath who seems more myth than anything else imbued with too much importance and influence zoe's mental health journey and Ultimate emergence as the murderer could have been a fascinating character study on grooming and sexual trauma and grief. Instead, it was just vapid and trite.
1: Entirely so. Like- it was
0: just so tacked on her emotional distress at the end. Her entire like announcement to Mariana of like, I was the one Sebastian was in love with, he never cared about you, blah 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 blah. blah just went against everything we'd read for the hundreds of pages prior with no buildup and like what, what's the payoff then like I just as a reader feel gut punched.
1: Yeah and like not and, in
0: and, like and, a good way.
1: <laughs> yeah no and I mean the other thing about it is that it's like it's like having someone do that kind of a monologue is just also very very not not tacky but like incredibly cliche because Mm -hmm. it, 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 harkens back to like B movies or, um, harkens back to like B movies or bad superhero movies or something, or like really like dumb kid shows where, you know, you actually, like the villain is like telling you all about their plan or like revealing everything to them. And it's just kind of like, no, like that there's like, there's no payoff in this. And there's no reason for her to do it either. If like, if Zoe is really like the manipulative person who just wants to kill Mariana and frame her for the murders, just kill her and frame her for the murders and like put an epilogue in where, you know, it's just kind of like, yeah, Zoe was the one that was responsible for all this. Do like kind of what Agatha Christie did. And then there were none. Like have that kind of reveal at the end of it. But it's just like, I I didn't understand why he was doing that. And like through the ending scene, I was, I was legitimately confused. I was like, why are you devoting this much ink to it? Um, As opposed to, like...
0: I think if you wanted to... I think there is a case to justify that there are clues that Zoe is the murderer, but without the why. Like, there's no motive there. Mm -hmm. To say that, like, the person who's leading Mariana on a very obvious track and is, like, kind of helping her along the way, Mm -hmm. like, to just say oh, that's kind of weird that she, like, just knows things or, like, that she's been secretive with this person that she seemingly has a loving relationship with and blah, 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 blah. Like, you can justify that as, like, weird teenage behavior or you can say, "Mm, there's something fishy going on. So I think that that part I could, like, almost get on board with if there was a better reason than, so your ex-husband and I plotted to kill you for your money, but he's dead and I'm sad and I want your money anyway.
1: Yeah, no, I, like... That was actually, like, looking back on it, I was like, I did get the vibe that, like, Zoe had something to do with it, because, yeah, that that is weird, but it didn't make sense as to why. Like, at fucking all. Like, it, it was just, I don't know. Like, the whole thing of it was, for me, yeah, it looked like he wanted to flaunt that he knew things without giving a clear reason as to how to like tie all these things together it was it, it read like a fun thought experiment like a fun like hey let's, let's examine like these greek and roman myths um as opposed to like we're going to use these as a vehicle for something else we're going to use these as a vehicle to talk about something else and i it kind of makes sense when he like because he kind of describes like exactly how this book was written he said like i wrote the majority of it like over 2020 when he was in lockdown or mm-hmm. like just backed away from everything in the world because like the world was going to shit, still is. Um, but that makes sense when he's just, he's just constantly, if he was like almost in isolation when he was doing this, mm-hmm. but it doesn't read like an actual good thriller. Like, it, it's, like there are times where it's like, yeah, this is like kind of chilling. Like the, the actual dinner between uh, Fosca and Mariana, really, really well, like, I really enjoyed those scenes, like, they were really well horrifying. written. Yeah, positively horrifying. Like it, it, like, it was, it gave you the vibe of Hannibal Lecter with a little bit more class and actually a little bit more suspense. Um,
0: I feel like those are the only scenes where we saw Mariana as, because we keep being told she's really smart, she's really smart, she's really smart, and then she just does stupid, stupid shit. things. Yep. Right? So she is told Multiple times, like, stay away from the investigation. You're not helping. Stay away from the investigation. You're not helping. She is like, no, it feels like she has no social awareness for what's going on. She's just so single mindedly determined. Uh-huh. And everyone around her is either like, you shouldn't do that. And they're labeled a bad guy. Like, the entire police department. I'm not like, political rhetoric aside, in the context of the story, the police, the people trying to do the investigation of the things. So if we remove that aspect of it, they're basically like, hey, You, like, contaminated a crime scene. Maybe back the fuck away. (laughs) And then everyone else is like, no, 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 you should snoop around. Like, you're an alma mater and you're a psychotherapist. So you totally have, like, crime scene investigative skills, right? Right? Like, you can just read people. That's how it works. Right? And then the one guy who works with this, like, with the the police department, like, world-renowned psychotherapist, whatever the fuck, he's clearly an asshole who doesn't know what he's doing. So we're supposed to root for Mariana. And I'm like... I just, you made him so odious, and you made him so, just like the definition of mansplaining. You you made mansplainer a trope, a character trope, <laughs> rather than giving this any nuance or direction, so that we, yep. of course, want Mariana to keep investigating, because he doesn't know what he's doing, and he doesn't respect her, and he just wants to fuck her. Because yeah. again, everyone <laughs> wants to fuck Mariana, for reasons unknown. Um <laughs> And then it just hurt. I don't know, like, I feel like when you're looking at The Silent Patient as well, because it was done, half of that book, it takes place in The Grove, which is a psychiatric treatment facility, explaining characters and using psychotherapy and using psych notes, basically, to explain character development makes sense, because it's literally like a doctor referring to their patients, right? Yes, right. But Mar- when you're looking at like Mariana's, Mariana, whatever, herself, like her personality, a lot of what we're told about her is given as though she's psychoanalyzing herself. A lot of it is just like, in Psych 101, we learned that this comes from the family and her father never looked at her and this thing and that thing. And then she learned in therapy later this and she learned in therapy later that. It's like, or we could just like see her interact with. Yeah. world and instead you're giving me her patient file and she's yeah. the main character I want to learn about her and instead I'm just like given pages and pages of her context without, yeah. before I ever saw her interact with a thing
1: yeah no I, I hadn't actually thought about it that way but looking back on it now it, you're, you're right and the thing that is most aggravating about that for me is it it goes against the cardinal rule of you show, you don't tell. And that is just so much telling. So much telling as as opposed to, as opposed to like, and and not even doing it in a way that like makes sense, like what you're referring to with the silent patient, where it's like, these are things that are coming up in the context of like doctors actually examining a person. Um, It's just that, you know what, we're just going to, this is how we're just going to tell like her story. Which is that she's constantly looking back and looking back in like somewhat the weirdest way. Like, like, I can understand her like looking back at her relationship with Sebastian while they were at Cambridge. No idea why she would look back that far at like her father's, like her relationship with her father. Like, because it, it doesn't make like real sense in the context of the story. And it's also that um, she spends so much time focusing on sebastian's death in places where it sometimes doesn't really make any sense to um but she she spends a lot of time focusing on it when this being like the like apparently the worst event of her life Um, she dwells on it in she dwells on it in a way that's
0: it's very unhealthy it's it's incredibly unhealthy
1: it's unhealthy but then it's also like it seems like it's like it's it's far too welcome for her to to, to dwell on it. Like, I can understand, like, people where things keep coming back to their mind, even if they don't want them to, but they're going to have, like, a repulsion to it. Like, they're going to want to, like, get it out or, like, not think about it. She was just kind of like, yeah, I'll, I'll dwell on this. I will I will happily dwell on this because I need to, like, just keep going back and replaying this event in my mind. I'm like, you really don't. And it's kind of weird that you are.
0: I agree, but I think that that's actually a way that some people don't deal with grief, right? You just stay in that moment. She never moved past that moment of him dying. So all of her memories of him are happy, are like her just remembering how much she loved him. But I think that does a disservice to the ending of the story. The only, what you were saying about her dad, mm-hmm. I had this thought after I read it, and I was like, maybe he spent so much time on the dad as like a Freudian thing to allude to Sebastian and Zoe. But that's so many hoops for a reader to jump through, like. mm? Yeah,
1: that's. I think. I think there's. There's either a phrase of like it's either a bridge too far or you're making him too clever by half. Um, Yeah.
0: So, and I think that when you're looking at, um, uh, sorry, I completely lost the train of thought for the other part of what you were talking about. Um,
1: uh, Her dwelling on Sebastian's death.
0: Right. Thank you. Um, her dwelling on Sebastian's death. I think it's it sets up her character to like be completely incapable of seeing anything wrong with him. But the problem is that everyone around her is also like, he was perfect. So if you're going to have this person just dwelling in this grief and dwelling in their guilt and dwelling in this was the best thing that ever happened to me, and I'm not a person without him, very unhealthy, which I did absolutely get from her memories that they had an unhealthy relationship. Two, it's not allowing the reader to see beyond Oh, maybe we have an unreliable narrator as to his memory because everyone else is saying, "What a great guy! What a great guy! What a great guy!"
1: Well, I think the other thing about it is the only person that I can really recall from from the story aside from Mariana that had a relationship with Sebastian was Zoe, which I guess kind of would make sense why she would be like, "Yeah, like yeah, he was a really good guy," Um, but I thought some of her teachers mentioned it too. If they did, I don't recall it, but then again, oh, yeah, nope, nope, you're right. Like, she actually did talk with, like, some of her tutors, and, like, they had a a memory of Sebastian. Like, okay, yeah, so that's a valid point now. Sorry, my memory blanked on.
0: uh, Totally cool. I completely forgot the name of the guy who was like, we're going to get married, who was, like, actually quite pivotal to the plot that I just have not. Oh, he annoyed me. He really annoyed me. The fact that she entertained him at all just incredibly annoyed me.
1: Yeah, I, I gotta be completely honest about that. That was also kind of weird to me. I'm like, why in the why in the hell? Um and also like there are also some sections of this there were some sections of this book that read like a bad campus novel. Like uh like for anyone who's ever read Evil and Wah or um like Brides had Revisited or A Separate Piece by John Knowles, like oh. okay, yeah. I, I I liked that book as a teenager. I think it's stupid now, um, but but like that idyllic that idyllic version of like the place of learning as this hallowed space where like this play, like all this self discovery goes on. It's like I really despised that aspect of this story so much because it it's a, it's it's Mariana looking back with rose colored glasses and like just saying oh everything was perfect it was just so dashing we were just falling in love and i'm like didn't you go to class like didn't you fucking get stressed out at all like
0: well they talked about it too and this was so creepy to me and also i do want to circle back to the um separate piece just in a second but okay (laughs) they have this whole conversation in the book where it's like most teaching was done one-on-one with students because these teachers have infinite amount of time and patience. They're like, yes, all of it was just like done one-on-one. So like learning took on a uh, intimate experience and they would like serve wine in their rooms. And I'm like, do you, that is a lawsuit waiting to happen. I don't like if anyone who's been to Cambridge knows anything about Cambridge please let me know if this is still a thing that you just one on one as undergraduate students between the ages of 18 and 22 sometimes 17 to 22 you, you just you, you just go to your professor's room one on one and drink and talk about literature and that's not weird
1: <laughs> I I know that was, I think that was how education used to be done, like back in like the, I that's definitely how it was portrayed in some novels that were written around like the 1930s, a little bit earlier, because um, I've just, I've read way too many novels about Oxford and Cambridge. Because
0: You know what, I bless you, because I have not, and I just read that was like, I, you know, I believe it for like an English department that maybe that's a thing, but like, that's how all your learning is done. All of your classes are just Well, all of your tutoring things are one-on-one. So I went to school in the UK, right? Right. So like we had small tutoring sessions, never went to a professor's house, never went my professor outside of class or outside of office hours in their office, definitely no booze. And tutoring sessions were like minimum five people. Yeah, yeah. So like, I understand that Edinburgh is very, very, very different to Cambridge and Oxford.
1: Yeah, no, I... I, I understand. It's, it was, it was weird to me, but then again, I also just, there's a part of me that really, that really hates when uh, college campuses or places of learning are just made in like idyllic palaces. When I'm like, mm-hmm. no, sketchy shit goes on on high school and college campuses all the fucking time. Like I, I love my college, but I will also admit it was sketchy as fuck. I, you know, Our high school served its purpose, but it was sketchy as fuck. Um. Uh,
0: We both, Nathan and I, both read a separate piece. It was your sophomore year too, right? Yeah, sophomore year. year year. Our sophomore year at what was a um, at one point a military boys' boarding school, yeah, solely military boys' boarding school, and like actually military. And shocker that they made us read a separate piece, and shocker that I did not love it. But I knew my teacher was obsessed with this book and the parallels between it and our high school because tradition and grandeur and honor and integrity. and <laughs> blah, 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 blah. I legit that entire also our sophomore year had a lot of books about men who kill themselves at the end of it. And I was like, yeah, OK, but do you need them? Um,
1: yeah, to talk no. to
0: someone. I feel like
1: now it's like that I was... now, I, now that I think about that, it was like things fall apart. A brave new world. Macbeth. A piece. Macbeth oh, killed I... himself. We oh, uh, sorry, Lady Macbeth killed herself. Lady, hey, Lady, Lady Macbeth, Macbeth killed, herself. killed herself. I was like, I know Macbeth. Yeah, didn't kill Macbeth herself. died. I just that. Sorry,
0: Lady Macbeth killed herself. Macbeth died. Frankenstein had suicide oh, yeah. and murder. Um, yeah. Things fall apart ended in suicide. Um, Persepolis had all the death and lots of like depression and drug abuse and everything else a separate piece yeah. ends in suicide yeah oh the lemon tree wonderfully uplifting story just i never
1: story. actually i could never actually get through that book I, I i use it as a doorstop
0: it was dry it was so dry but like <laughs> point being you're just like 15 16 year olds hey your mental health's fine you want to you want to read these stories? excellent
1: that's like that's like that's like putting up dead that's like it's, it's the same thing with like dead post society like making us watch dead post society which great movie oh, yeah. by the way but do not show that to a bunch of 15 and 16 year olds or like 17 and 18 year olds who are often being told your dreams don't fucking matter like screw your oh, dreams oh. you need to, you need to have a career you need to have something that's gonna like make money and it's like what the fuck are you mm. yeah so. Also, the
0: whole thing was just like don't you don't have to always respect authority at this institution that from day one made you sign a contract that you wouldn't have sex on campus. And we're like, you will respect authority. You will respect tradition. The first day that you're at campus, everyone goes to the big giant auditorium and sings the school song. And there is a cult thing around the school song where you don't tell the newbies what's coming. So they all just look there as you're screaming in their faces with no warning.
1: You you had you you had a a very different indoctrination experience than I did, but then again, my my family went there. I'm sorry.
0: Oh, you probably you must have known old memories how they throw me.
1: I I really didn't, but then again, I I just kind of expected that there'd be something stupid because like.
0: Oh! I jumped about a foot out of my seat. I was like, "What's going on?"
1: Yeah, no, I like I, I expected something stupid like that, because, again, I've been raised on like traditions of like this is how West Point fucking does it. Um And I'm just like, mm, great. So I figured there'd be something stupid. Like I expected it to be worse, but it wasn't that bad. It was annoying as fuck, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Um I, I but- don't know, man. I I have a lot of thoughts on our high school, but that's not the point. That's
0: not the point of this. You know, the yeah. point of this is that If you're going to discuss the intricacies and the cult-like issues of a academia, very close-knit setting, that's great. Please do that. If you're going to do that alongside the Greek myths, yes, please do that. If you're going to do that alongside a discussion of grief, yes, please do that. Please do not shoehorn in rape and pedophilia at the end.
1: To to give <clears throat> to give yourself a murderer who has like make that their motive. It's um I okay. So one other thing I did want to like one other thing I did want to talk about with this book that I actually thought was a little clever and a little interesting was the way Nickelades tied it into the silent patient. Yes, I did like that. That, did like that that I really enjoyed. It was because like you'll like throughout the course of the book, uh Mariana actually has a correspondence and then like conversations with another with a fellow psychotherapist and i can't remember his name theo theo yeah theo um a fellow psychotherapist named theo uh and you see all like these different like conversations where he's like she's discussing like what's going on with him like at cambridge um but then at the end of it uh they have a short conversation where she says why don't you apply for there's an opening at the grove um why don't you apply there and he says oh where the painter is And she's like, yeah, she hasn't said a word uh, to anybody, and like that's the tie-in back to the silent patient, where he's the main guy for that book. So like, maidens is actually a prequel in a way to the silent patient. Like the the stories don't—that's the the only way the stories overlap. There's like a little little bit of
0: overlap. I did think that was clever. I didn't like how many times he mentioned it, but I did appreciate the ending in the sense that it gave us more so than mariana and zoe's story at the end so i don't want i don't want to spoil the silent patient i really do want people to enjoy that Uh um but it gave me such and it gave it just made me so happy to see theo's character be consistent with who he was in the silent patient that he is a very good doctor he is skilled at what he does So when at the end of the book, he says to Mariana, she was a victim of Sebastian, too. Like you having to come to terms with what he was, you being a victim of Zoe is very real. But you guys were both victims of Sebastian and you are the only family she has. And she's very broken. I think at that point, Zoe was like catatonic. She wasn't talking. Yeah, she was like very like in a psychiatric facility having had a mental breakdown once she couldn't kill mariana um she like had a tantrum tried to stab herself and then just like shut down like her entirely shut down yeah so theo was basically treating zoe at the grove and calls in mariana and it ends with mariana saying like trying like going into the room to have a supervised session with theo and zoe yeah and i thought that that was beautiful because of the tie-in with Theo more so than the ending of this book. (laughs) I was like, no, I did not want Mariana to forgive Zoe. I was like, no, you need to like work on yourself. You need to like go through years of therapy yourself to understand that your husband raped your niece-slash-daughter and then she tried to pin murders on a teacher and kill you for an inheritance that you almost didn't have because you married this man in the first place. Like,
1: whole, whole.
0: That is yeah. just so much to unpack to then immediately be like, I still want her in my life.
1: That, that
0: it's just so much.
1: It, it it harkens back to what I think it was Mark Twain who said, you know, fiction is harder to write because fiction has to make sense. Um that doesn't make sense like to me at all. I, I don't understand why a person would ever do that. Like, like I'm i not even saying like why a person would do that. I'm not saying I I'm not saying I don't understand why a person would do that in that short of a time frame. I'm saying I don't understand why a person would do that at all. Like, yeah. why would you ever want to contact this person again? Why would you ever want to see their face again? I mean, me personally, i just say i just let them rot. Um, I'm
0: like, honestly, I could totally understand her years later after unpacking the trauma, having a, th- a different therapist tell her much later on, because this is not long enough after. I think it's like within a
1: year, if not...
0: I would say like, it's definitely shorter than that within the timeframe of the book. It's within like a month or two or three, um, maybe I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but she, I don't think it was long enough to remotely justify this kind of interaction. Mm -hmm. But if at some point she had her therapist say, listen, do you think it would be beneficial for you to try to have a conversation with your niece about the trauma you both suffered at the hands of this man. Mm-hmm. I think it would be healthy for you to have some semblance of closure. You she was such an important part of your life. You did love her, blah, 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 blah. Now that she is in prison, maybe you should have a supervised visit just to check on her situation. Because I could see Mariana as a character in therapy being like, I don't know, I feel guilty because I've left her alone. I don't want this, blah, 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 blah. And then like through that, once she's stable. Someone saying, okay, baby, go test these waters out. But it just all happened so quickly that I was like,
1: mm, mm, mm. this is wrong. This is, it just feels it's, wrong. Yeah.
0: Even if it was Theo being like, I think she needs you. I think she needs support. She doesn't have anybody. I think seeing you would be good for her because you have both suffered. But the book ends with her being like, not yet. Soon, yeah. not yet. Yeah. I would have been totally fine with that. I mean, I wouldn't, because the ending is still awful, but, like, I would have been more okay with that.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. I mean, there were just, there were so many aspects in this book that really could have worked, and then they just got completely, like, trainwrecked at the, by the end of it. And it, it, it's, such, it's such a shame, because I get like, the feeling that like Lee's is a very, very, like, he's a very strong writer, like, he has a lot of talent. But in so many ways, this book just completely jumped the gun.
0: You know what? If I had to make a guess as to what happened, The Silent Patient did so well. I'm pretty sure that was his first thriller.
1: It was. I think it was his first book.
0: Yeah. Like that book just did so well. Deservedly so. It did so well. It's becoming a movie. How do you tell somebody this method that you used last time, this combination of psychotherapy and myths and thriller and murder mystery, all that, going between different points of view, whatever, how did that, it like, it worked last time, it's not this time. Like, how do you tell your author that? And I feel like this is just a missed case of an editor being afraid to say, no. no.
1: Yeah.
0: I know your first book did good, but this isn't it? It will still sell, and that's the thing, right? Because it did sell. It's becoming yeah. a TV series. It's obviously still selling. It is. Yeah, it's becoming a TV series. It was auction. It was done before the book even came out. It was signed on to a TV. Oh a TV series. shit! I'm actually mildly excited to see what they do with it and see if they do it. Like, see if they include- fix it. See if they fix it. Yeah. Yeah. See if
1: they do a reverse Game of Thrones <laughs> I on sounds- it. You know, it's <laughs> awful. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That sounds awful. But like whatever. Um, but if you like. you know, I feel like any publisher would just be like, just let him do what he wants. He's going to make us a shit ton of money. And then how is you as an editor be like, like you need someone so strong. You need that um, F. Scott Fitzgerald guy that you keep talking about um, Uh, to be able to stand up to them.
1: Yeah, Yeah, to stand up
0: to them and be like, listen, we got to talk about this. Um, (laughs) We got to talk about this. Especially like when it's 2020 and you just need, and like you need to sell books and you need to like get things churning. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like they just knew that his name would sell. They could they probably got it signed onto TV really quickly. Yeah. Like
1: Yeah. I don't nah, know. It's, it's like it's it's a shame because it's like, you know what the like he's like again, it's when when Ark gets sacrificed at the altar of cash, it's 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 yeah. it's hard for certain people to say no but it's even harder for like other people to kind of like it's, 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 it's harder at all. It's, it's hard for like audiences sometimes to say yes to it, but it's even harder for other people to say, no, like this isn't, this isn't going to operate the same way. Um, yeah. Which, which sucks again, because like no one wins in that aside from the publishers who get rich and then sometimes the, the writer. Um, but it's like, yeah. the, ol- the only people who win are the people who are never going to get, they're never going to get the blame and they shouldn't get the credit, yeah. in my perspective. So it's like,
0: yeah, yeah, I every, agree.
1: Everyone kind of gets fucked over.
0: Well, my hope would be that for his, I, I can't imagine he doesn't keep writing. Yeah. Right. My hope would be that he does, kind of go back a little bit and like refine this a little bit. And I think to an extent, he is still trying to find the rhythm that works for him. Uh huh. Um, because this is only a second book, right? So. Yeah. The first, so Silent Patient is rated 4.2, 4.16 stars on Goodreads, and The Maidens is rated 3.63. Okay. So, so the hope would be that it's like, okay. And like, if that was me as a writer, right? My first book does like however much, my second book does whatever much. You're like, okay, what didn't people like about this? What, what can I do as a writer to improve and reconnect with those fans I might have lost? Yeah. Like you're not writing for the masses, right? But like you do want your work to be good. So like I don't know, maybe maybe that's just me being too people-pleasing. I know that there are some writers who are like, "I don't care what anyone thinks. It's my work." blah blah blah. But like if you're this type of person who's like actually looking at com- like who is clearly a commercial author like and has that viability I think it does matter what people think. And if people pan your second book, you got to come yeah. back with the third.
1: Yeah, you got to, you got to like make up the, you got to make up the loss. Yeah. You, you, you take the L and you try to make a win at a third game. Uh, but yeah, oh, it's it, like, yeah, I think, I think that's the best way of like kind of saying it is that you, you, you do have, you do have to come back. And then it's also like you have to kind of go back to the drawing board, a little bit, which sucks, but you know, it's it's part of the game
0: yeah and this Um, isn't to say that he's like a bad writer like you said there's clearly stuff about it that we like we loved the silent patient i just feel like this was my choice for our for our rounds this time our book club thing this time because i was just so excited to see uh, a second book and i just oh man i just still feel disappointed and i read it however long ago like i read it two days after it came out
1: yeah no i mean like so hopefully so hopefully what's going to end up happening is that uh my so my pick for the last round was picking in the ruins and we we that was trashed
0: awesome.
1: now we trashed that one we'll trash yours this time hopefully hopefully my, my pick hopefully yours well. will
0: well okay <laughs> i'm sorry um next so next book we have is um the only good indians by Stephen graham jones and given that Two of our authors this season completely unprompted. We're like, that's the last book I read that horrified me and that I absolutely loved. I think we're gonna be okay. Like yeah. unprompted two out of, <laughs> two of them this time. We're like, that's what I
1: read. Yeah, no, and if uh and if we do trash it, that's what I'm just gonna, I'm gonna just be like, sorry, man. Like, I I, re- I really d- I really did love this, but I yeah. <laughs> Or, or that'll be the one where, like, we're actually, like, debating each other actively. Just so, like, no, no, no. Like, if you think that's bad, I'm just like, no, that was fantastic, and shut <laughs> your mouth.
0: <laughs> I do want us to finally find one of those stories where, like, we disagree to an extent because I feel like every time we just just like, I liked it for this reason, or I hated it for that reason. And they've been the same reason.
1: I think I think we run in, we sometimes run into the issue of, like, we know each other so well that um we we pick books that we know the other person is either gonna like or hate um for the for like the reason of just like i we want to see what each other thinks but we've just we've come up in the same kind of vein of literature for so long that it's hard it's uh, hard to just break that cycle so
0: but i think it's also like because we are such good friends it's not even like we have the same because our tastes do diverge you like oh, yeah. crime a lot more like straight up crime a lot more than I do um but I think it's more hey you you'll rant about this with me we can rant that it's terrible we can rant about how good it is either one you will do this with me and that's what I need right now and that's exactly <laughs> what I needed with this book was just someone to paint it with me <laughs>
1: <laughs> I uh oh man what was it uh, I just finished For some reason, this comes to mind now, and we can cut this, but if it's completely nonsensical, but I just finished John le Carré's second to last novel. So the one he wrote before the one he wrote before the one he was writing when he died. Uh, Oh, no. Yeah, no, he died, died mid 2021. And, you know, I I poured one out for, you know, one of the greats of uh, spy. Oh, yeah,
0: I remember. Yeah, I remember
1: this. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, But agent running in the field one. Good, like very, very good novel. Um, pretty timely when it came out. I think it came out in like twenty nineteen. Um, and there's a term in it, which is grudge fuck, uh, which is that the idea of you're only sleeping with someone because you like you're only sleeping with like your mistress because you hate your wife more than you hate her. That's kind of how I feel about some of the book talks we have. Is like. We legitimately, we, we hate some things more than we hate others. And that's why we talk about. them. And maybe I'm completely wrong about that. But for some out reason spite.
0: It- no, it's so funny because I remember explaining the concept of a hate fuck to you. And I thought that's where that was going for a second, but you're right. There is a difference between a hate fuck and a grudge fuck. And I'm glad I have that phrase in my head now. That's brilliant.
1: Yeah, no, I, uh, I I picked it up like that. Like yeah, I was shocked to see it in in Lakari because like sometimes he like sometimes he's a little bit more highbrow than that, but he's just kind of like nope. In, in the complete con- in the context of when that phrase came up, it makes sense. Um, but yeah, I was just like I I wish I could use that in a professional setting. I never could, but I it's it's a good term. It's a very good term. <laughs> um, this we de- <laughs> you don't
0: know. If that's gonna be the title now of this thing is. The maiden. Um. Uh, how can you grudge fuch, fuck a book? AKA the maiden. <laughs>
1: Please no, people. People. <laughs> uh. Take the asterisk out.
0: Asterisk
1: Yeah, sure, fine. But then it's also. But then it's just kind of like. It's, I remember. I remember. What was it? I remember. I can't remember which episode it was. I think it was one of the episodes we did with Stephen Luber where. It was the title of the book. It was the title of what we were looking at. And then it's like Calm the Calamity That Is Your Memories. I didn't yeah. expect it to be the title and it was. And I actually put that I put that up on uh, I put that up on Instagram, my story was just like, hey, like I did this thing. Like go go check it out. And someone actually like directly messaged me, and just be like, Wow. And I was <laughs> like, sorry, it went a little blue.
0: It's <laughs> not even dirty or
1: blue. That was calm your Tits, but not Calm your tits. I just, I I have a very diverse friend <laughs> group, some of oh, whom are man. very, very, very. I don't want to say puritan, but very, a little tra- bit, very traditional, so very traditional in certain things. So yes, if you want to put grudge fuck, just asterisk it out and taste like you know. Uh, my- yes,
0: I yes, I would yeah. asterisk this out. I'm trying to think if there's like. Okay, I at least didn't say the story of when Nathan rides a bull. It was just the story of the bull. That's fine.
1: <laughs> yeah, by and large, the titles are fine. But that's just one of them where I'm like, in case for some reason, some child from home stumbles upon this. Or like someone someone shares it from back home. It's like, okay, I get paranoid about these things. It's also in the same vein of like, at one point, one of my college roommates um, created... One of my college roommates, after a bar crawl, made a joke that i i got I got loose from the bar crawl and ended up like sneaking into a goat farm and fucked a goat. Um, And so, as a joke, he made a Facebook profile with uh, the with a with a goat's profile picture and called the goat Bonnie. Bonnie is the nickname of actually my sister in law. So. I was very, very concerned that someone would search Bonnie, my last name, and they'd find her and that profile. In which case, it's like, what the fuck did Nathan do? Um, <laughs> and like, oh, I, no. I, I was, I was oh, like, no. thankfully they took it down. But I was livid, and it's all—it it just goes show I'm very paranoid about certain things just because I'm like, I don't know who sees what. Um. So, long story short, yeah, yeah,
0: it's okay. I. This hasn't happened, that hasn't happened to me in a very long time, but I remember my first year of college when I still had, like, have friends on Facebook who were, like, a part of, like, healthy Christian youth groups and things like that. Yeah. And Facebook hacking was still, like, Facebook hacking, like, you leave your computer open and someone, like, types in a status, like, when that was still a thing. Um, fuck, we're old. Uh, so, someone typed in, Kirsten is a Scientologist, I got a couple of messages off that one, being like, "You okay? Do we need do we need to, the Lord to save you?" And I was like, "No, the, <laughs> it's a joke. Yeah. It was a joke. The, I'm. It was a joke." <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. No, I'm. No one ever took that to me. the The best thing that ever happened with that was actually uh, a friend of mine. So I, I, I Facebook had quote unquote a friend of mine because he left his computer open on all those. I was always giving him shit that he left his laptop open. Um,
0: you have to teach I, a lesson at that point.
1: I did. So I left like a very long status and just been like, eh, yeah, you like I, I, I'm an idiot, quote unquote, whatever. Yeah. A year later, I left my laptop open. He did not post a status. Didn't do it. Actually. No, he posted a status. It was very like short and sweet. And I was just, I got around to it. I was like, eh, it's kind of funny. Two weeks later, he comes up to me and he says, have you noticed? And I was like, "Notice what? He's like, check your uh, check the banner photo on your profile. This motherfucker. Um, I had had like the Pieta from St. Peter's in Rome as my banner photo. He went and changed it with the red hand of Ulster. Um in direct contradiction to my once very sincerely held Irish Republican beliefs. Um, oh my this, God. Mother, this motherfucker changes the red hand of no. out there for weeks. I had no. no one had said anything. And I was like, I couldn't even be mad. I was like, well done, man. But like, damn, that's so much worse though. That like, Oh, oh yeah. It was so much, it was so, so much worse. But the, the funny thing is like, no one asked about it. People who knew me and like, like, I know I had occasionally check out my profile. Like, they didn't ask a single question. They were like, Nate, are you okay? Like, are you good? Because like, I know there were some people who would have known what that flag meant and didn't say shit. And I was like, okay, all right. I see how it is, folks. Oh, my
0: god! I had for a really long time. Someone must have done this to me when I was like, I. it was literally years before I realized this was a thing. On Facebook. So, like, my Facebook doesn't have any of these things anymore. I'm, like, never on it. Yeah. But you know, when we were in high school, this was a big thing. Someone had changed my interested in.
1: Oh, oh no fuck!
0: I was like, thank God, none of my very conservative members of the family saw that. Like, even, especially because, like, imagine if I was like, uh, if I was a lesbian, and that's how everyone found out.
1: Uh, uh,
0: like, so- there's some paths you don't tread.
1: Yeah, there there's some lines you don't cross. I mean, yeah there there there's lines to everything, and that's one where I'm just kind of like, oh fuck no, 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 no. Like, no, it's that's that's just that's just that that goes. Like
0: that's not something I'm gonna fucking check.
1: Right? Yeah, no, what no, why would you? But then it's like you find out like years later, it's like like, what the fuck? Okay, yeah, no, I mean. I think I can't remember whether or not I actually had someone like change my relationship status on me, um, which is funny in the moment, but then I got a lot of flack for it. Uh, but hmm. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember I can't remember what they changed it to, but I know someone gave me a lot of shit for it. My now,
0: status on Facebook is hidden. Like literally, the only thing for our generation, I think, that we use Facebook for now is big life events. Like, mm-hmm. oh, your. Married, you like change your status to married. You uh-huh. post wedding pictures. You uh-huh. post like big live events, like someone I know in circus just and could finally announce that they're going to be on the Ellen DeGeneres show. So oh, of course nice. they post, yeah, right, like that's cool. Yeah. So she put that on the whatever, and then I uh, or like if you're having a kid, you do yeah. birth announcements. Those are the those are the four things.
1: Yeah. Well, that things that you can use I- Even e- even now, I probably wouldn't even use it for that. Like I'd probably. I would probably use it for like after my, like after, if I ever got married, after the wedding, that would be it. Mm-hmm. I, p- mm-hmm. People would just be like, yo, Nate, you're single. Next thing. Pfft, married. Um, No lead up. No nothing. Yep. Um, that's how,
0: that's how it gets announced as my, like my engagement photo.
1: Nope. Not even that. I'm just like, nope, <laughs> nope. Just straight so- from single to married. Um,
0: <laughs> I then- think that'd be hilarious, but I would definitely post like a ring picture at some point. Mm-hmm. So like Nah, you don't. You don't. Not you. You don't have to worry about your manicure. So
1: fuck sake. I, I. Yeah. I don't. I also don't. <laughs> I, I. also won't have a ring to ever show off. So. Um. Unless, unless Sorry. I that's a funny that.
0: thing. I. My sister was like talking about a girl who just this. This is my thing, right? Like I don't like all the time. Like sometimes I will, but not often. So she was talking about. Oh well, you know, like, he told her to get her nails done before they went on vacation. So she thought it was coming. And I was like, huh? Like legit just had a moment where I didn't put it together. She's like, for the photo? And I was like, oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I just feel like yeah. I leveled up a girl note. <laughs> like I like moved up the ladder of femininity. Yeah. But yeah. on yeah. that note, uh, join us next time on book chat for uh, Only Good Indians by Stephen Graham Jones, which I don't. I don't think we'll be as angry but might be less animated as we just like stew in the darkness
1: stew I mean. in the darkness and the terror of yeah. just, just life uh, but in the meantime uh, hopefully this podcast finds you all well uh, Someone happy <laughs> hope, it, hope it makes you laugh um, but in the meantime uh, please uh, rate us uh, rate us and subscribe on whatever uh, podcast service that you uh, choose to use rate uh, the silent patient Read this very much read this out patient. Um, <laughs> if you have any work that you want to share with us or any work you want us to promote, please email us at darkwaterspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, again, like, comment, subscribe. Uh, share this with all your friends. Um, check anyone who has already read the mains and has similar feelings to us. Um, you're not alone <laughs> out there. There are kindred. you are not
0: alone. We're here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and in the meantime, please always remember to look beneath the surface. Thanks, everybody.
0: Thanks, guys.